This is Anne Bodelnash for Skagit Talks. Today, we're going to have a conversation with Gloria Two Feathers, who's an author, a local author, and a member of the Skagit Valley Writers League. So here's a little bit about her before we get started. Coming from a unique Scottish and Native American heritage, Gloria Two Feathers says her family was a family of storytellers who used oral history, analogies, and humor to teach her and her six siblings. As an adult, she eventually moved to the Seattle area where she eventually opened the Earthwork School of Energy Healing. Her connection to Native American culture resonated strongly with Gloria, reinforcing her sense that everything is alive. She brings this sensibility to the stories that have begun to flow through her in this newest chapter of her life. Welcome, Gloria. Hi, Anne. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I've been reading two of your books, Tallulah's Flying Adventure and Buck, Keeper of the Meadow, and I've been responding to your sense of magical storytelling. How did you come to write these books, and what age level would you imagine these books to be for? Well, I never thought I would ever be a writer. Um, I didn't uh, have any um, uh, ambition to do that. But one day I was at a friend's house in Oregon who lived out in the foothills and um, their house faced a meadow. And I was sitting looking out at this meadow and here come floating by probably several hundred spiders on webs. And they were just floating in the air. And as the little breeze would move them, they would become visible and then they would become invisible. And I thought that's how spiders travel around the world. From that point on, I had a friend that was a, a author and I said, I got the best story for you. It's a great story that you can use. And I told her about the spiders and she said, no, Gloria, that's a story for you to write. Several years went by, I retired. And I I was in uh, storytelling, doing that at libraries and different uh, functions and bookstores and things. And um, it was time to write the stories down. So I wrote Tallulah's Flying Adventure. From that, my uh, publisher said, write a short story for your website. And I said, what would I write? And she said, the origins of Buck. Well, it never was a short story. He galloped away with that like he was on fire and it became the book. <laughs> and Buck is in the first in Tallulah, yes. Tallulah's Flying Adventure, right? Yes. Yes. So was it, is Buck Keeper of the Meadow a prequel to um, the Tallulah book? Yes, it turned out that in it a is. Way? Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. um, meant to be that, but it just is the way that it was, it came out. Can you tell us a little bit about the plot of uh, Buck and how these stories allowed you to bring in your Native American heritage? And it, because Buck is pretty infused with um, with all kinds of particular language and stories about nature, um, it's quite remarkable to a non-Native American reader, I would think, and informative. Well, I have always believed that uh, spirit is in everything. And all we have to do is pay attention and it will speak to us. And that's the whole concept 
of uh, writing Tallulah and Buck, that there's a whole world out there that happens every heartbeat of the earth. And for the most part, we don't pay attention to hear it or see it or even observe it. And so in that ta both tales, I say, this is a land that's between up and down, but right under our noses. And so that is what carried me into writing the books in the way that I did. As people will say, I'm a tree hugger, and this tree said something to me or gave me something. Um, that's exactly what happens when we have spirit animals around us. They give us something, and it comes through your mind usually in images or is it some kind of message that touches your heart. And uh, that was where I started talking with Tallulah and Buck. And as all authors, and you being an author, you know, these characters kind of tell their own stories. They kind of write their own stories if you listen. <laughs> and for I don't have a formula for writing, but what I uh, do have is dreams. And when I'm deep into writing, I'll start dreaming about it. And when I'm not quite sure which way to go or what to say, it'll come to me in a dream. And I get up and I write it down and then somewhere it will uh, appear in the book. Do you think that children are more receptive to stories told this way? I'm not sure, but I know that the children that I have talked to about my book and in my storytelling, they really get it. They get it so much. They get excited and they recognize what's happening and they want to make comments. Um, so I think they, they do understand that everything is alive and everything has a story to tell. What, was, mm -hmm. what surprised me was how many adults like the books. I wasn't prepared for that, <laughs> but a lot of them really respond to it. Maybe as adults, we've built up so many walls about a lot of things uh -huh. based on our experiences going through life. And these kinds of stories take us back to, a, a, in a way, a simpler way of thinking about things um, that touch the heart. I don't know. Magic. Um, magic. <laughs> magic, indeed. Would you read for us uh, a bit for us from one of your books and identify which book it is before you read the passage? I would like to read from Buck, Keeper of the Meadow. And Buck... Uh, has just been born. His mother, Cloud, has left the herd uh, to give birth. And now that Buck is able to, to walk, she is going back to the herd and the safety that they need uh, to be surrounded by. With the first light of dawn, the colt nursed while Cloud drank from the dwindling pool of water. She felt her baby was now strong enough for the journey. She caught the slight scent of coyotes on the morning breeze. Walking at a fast pace, she felt skittish as they left the protection of the ravine. The colt was amazed at all the sights and sounds and small animals to stare at in this new world. But he sensed his mother was anxious, so he stayed close by her side. Until a butterfly flitted by, enticing him to follow its song. I fly high, I fly wide, I fly on wings as blue as the sky. 
A butterfly landed on a sagebush, but by the time the colt's new long legs got him there, it had flitted off to another bush. Catch me if you can, slowpoke, the butterfly shouted, laughing. He heard his mother nicker softly, calling him back to her side, but he thought just one more bush and he would get a close look at this floaty creature. That was when he startled a sage grouse. Hey, look where you're going. Of all the sage bushes on this prairie, you had to run into mine? The old cantankerous bird, vigorously flapping its wings, took flight right under the colt's nose. He flung his head back, throwing himself off balance. His long spidery legs got tangled. Down he went. He could hear the sage grouse faint laughter as he sprawled on the dust. Quickly gathering himself, he stood, shaking the dirt from his coat, and ran back to the protection of his mother. Cloud paced, throwing her head up and down until her mane fell into her eyes. Blowing loudly through her nostrils, she gently but firmly nipped him. While we're out here alone, it's very important that you stay close to me. He looked up at her, but it was difficult to listen when his stomach was gurgling so loud. With that hungry little bleat, he began nursing, his fluffy black tail pumping up and down with each slurping sound. Cloud allowed him to nurse and rest for a short time. Remember, it's important to stay close by my side, she said, licking and grooming his baby down coat. Then stomping her back hoof, she pulled away. Her eyes filled with worry as she looked over the prairie. They should have found the herd by now, but their scent was faint. How far had the herd traveled in the three suns she'd been away? It wasn't safe for them to be on the open prairie alone. We'll stay close to the river, she told her son. It will protect us and lead us to the herd. Thank you. Thank you. That was very lovely. I can tell you're a storyteller. The the changing of the voices is lovely. You know, one other thing I noted. One other thing I noticed and really appreciated was the pronunciation guide at the front of the Buck story. Mm-hmm. It's very informative, both in um, naming natural forces and also how to pronounce the words. For example, um, the word T A T E that many of us would think was pronounced Tate. Looks like it's pronounced today. Oh, no, it's tate. And that's the... Yeah, tate. Tate? Uh-huh. Tate. Um, which is um, a word that represents wind. Now, from what language does that stem? Uh, it's a Lakota pronunciation. All the words are, are Lakota. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's quite a... Go ahead. Oh, some of these words uh, come out of the creation story the Lakota creation story. Very nice. Were you um, raised around Lakota? I was raised in South Dakota. um, And uh, it does have a lot of native influence and native population. Um, But I really became familiar with it when I met uh, who turned out to be my spiritual elder, but ghost horse. And Buck was uh, from the Rosebud Reservation in South Dakota. And uh, I studied with him um, until his death for 20 years. And now I uh, am 
following his son, Paul Ghostors. Very nice. And uh, I, I'm sure there's a connection between that buck and the buck title of your uh, Keeper of the Meadow story, it would seem. Well, yeah, he was a pretty... No coincidence. He was a pretty wise, wise, wise uh, person. And um, yes, he, nice. he loved everybody. Nice, nice. What are you working on now? Do you have any new projects you're I working do. on? I do. I am working on a young adult novel. And it's the first novel I've written. And the title is uh, Earthwalker. And it's about a young uh, Lakota girl. It takes place in the 1600s. She's kind of an outcast from the people around her. And they are sending her to learn from the medicine woman, Sweet Medicine. And it is rumored that Sweet Medicine has come from the Star Nation and is here upon the earth. That sounds very intriguing. Thank you. I'll look forward to the opportunity to read that when it's in that form. Um, Gloria Two Feathers, it's been delightful to have you with us today. Keep up the good work. And uh, part of this uh, interview is also going to be distributed to the Skagit Valley Writers League members and on the website, I believe. So thanks for supporting all of the entities, including the station KSVR in Mount Vernon, Washington. So Gloria. Thank you, Anne. Any last thoughts? Oh, I just want to tell you uh, what a privilege it is uh, that you would ask me to uh, talk about my book and to be able to read it and uh, to share with another author the excitement of, of writing our books. Thank you so very much. You're so very welcome. Very welcome. This is Anne Bodle-Nash for Skagit Talks.